You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number five, Superman and the Dam. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Steven, and a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Say hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. How's, uh, how's things? Uh, well, you know, we had this really freaky, snowy kind of Saturday thing come up out of nowhere. And, uh, but other than that, I mean, it's all gone now. You would never know. But boy, sitting in the living room looking out the window Saturday, it was like white out. It's going to be feet kind of, you know, but so... And I don't know what it was about, but it's gone now. It snowed here on on Friday, I think. Went, got up and went to take the kids out for to take them to school, and snow falling from the sky. And uh, yeah, it's, I thought we should we should try maybe bantering a little bit. That's I think one thing that we're missing from our first four episodes is the banter. Okay, I I can banter. I'm not I'm not great at the banter. But, uh, you know, we could give it a try. We talked about weather. I think that's in the banter handbook. I, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the classes of banter is is weather talk. Yeah, it might be chapter one, even. I hear a lot of people start with that. So they, that, that they lead with the weather banter. Yeah. It's weather and then maybe the local sports team. Right. Yeah. How about them? You know, whoever it might be. Yeah. So speaking of the local sports team. Um, I'm in Kansas and of course the KU Jayhawks who are about 20 minutes to my left, uh, cool. won the national champions first time since 2008. I mean, honestly, I'm not, I don't really care all that much. Um, I have learned over the years though, that I, I can't watch the tournaments because at any year that I decide I'm going to go ahead and watch one of these term- <laughs> tournament games, that's oh, the game they lose. They lose. Okay, and yeah. so I, I have friends that are huge <laughs> KU fans and they, you're not, you're not watching, are you? You're not going to watch this year. It's so not I on today, Stephen. Yeah, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch one game this year. So I, I want everyone to thank me. There you go. Yes. For the, the Jayhawks winning that national championship. You, you played your part in, in right. the Jayhawks uh, championship season. That's right. I just stayed away. I didn't That's even right. think about it. By not watching, I, I played my part. Yes. Matter, matter of fact, when I heard they won, I was like, oh, yeah, it's uh, March. Or there, we had March. There's <laughs> yeah, madness. It's, it's That's that going year. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You got Super Bowl in February and March Madness, and that's about, that's about all I know. That's as far as I go. All right. So uh, today we are looking at... Superman in Action Comics number five. This was, of course, written by Jerry Siegel with art by Joe Schuster. And this uh, story is entitled Superman and the Dam. Uh, Action Comics number five was, of course, published by DC Comics, and it has a cover date of October 1938. I don't know if we've talked about cover dates. I don't I don't think so. so. Some people get really bent out of shape if you say it was published in October of 1938, and that may not be the case, because the date they put on the cover is like, what, three months later, typically? Yes. T- I, I, at this time in particular, I believe, maybe even longer. It's, it's really confusing, I, and I, I, I'm sure I've heard folks talk about why that is the case. Um, maybe, is it because that's when they can return it? I, I think overall my understanding is that is the longest it can stay out before you have to take it up and do something with it. Yeah. That's interesting. 
because at this time, of course, everything is newsstand is displayed. There's no yeah. private market, private store. So, um, I think actually, I think that's what the cover date was invented for, and what mm-hmm. how it was intended to be used to 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 give people. Because if you think ninety days, if if a, a copy of something yeah. doesn't sell in ninety days, I, I might as well just. It's not going to sell. It makes it easier for the proprietor. They just go through and go, okay, that's October. That's October. Grab these. Yeah. Right here on the cover and in plain sight. Yeah. And then the poor unfortunate comics that do not sell, they just rip that cover right off of it. Yep. And then they sell the rest of it, (laughs) which they're not supposed to do. But yeah, I've, I've gotten a couple from time to time. Yeah. yeah, I've growing up, I had uh, access to boxes of uh, coverless uh, comic books that had been destroyed, but miraculously, I was able to sift through them. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, if I can tangent for just a second, we had a local grocery store that would sell comics. And uh, as a kid, I'd ride my bike in there and, and buy comics. And every once in a while, for some reason, they would stamp the date on the cover in ink. And even as a, as a kid, I was like, that's not right. You ruined my comic book. <laughs> what are you, you know? doing? I, I had no intention of bagging and boarding the books. I had no thought right, of yeah. holding on to these for the rest of my life. But somewhere deep down, I knew that that was wrong. It's wrong for them to do that. All right. Uh, let's talk about what happened in this, in this issue. Um, this synopsis, by the way, comes from DCFandom.com. Uh, we will put the link in the show notes. News comes into the Daily Star that the Valley Ho Dam is collapsing. Editor-in-chief George Taylor wants Clark Kent to head there to write the story. He tells Lois Lane to find Clark Kent and tell him to head for Valley Ho. Instead, she tells him that a story is waiting for him at the hospital and immediately boards a train. That would be Lois. She tricked him. He discovers her double cross and heads back to the office. Taylor chides him for wasting time, missing the last train to Valley Ho in the process, and tells him he's fired. Instead, he runs toward Valley Ho, passing the train on the way. He discovers a bridge with a support out. He grabs the support and holds it in place while the train goes over it. Lois Lane arrives in Valley Ho and takes a cab to the dam, but Superman is already at the dam, trying to keep it from collapsing. He holds it as long as he can, enabling most people to escape in time. When he lets go, Lois Lane gets caught up in the ensuing flood. He pulls her out of the car, then runs ahead of the flood to a high mountain, which he pushes over in order to divert the flood, keeping the water away from Valley Ho. Lois Lane thanks Superman and kisses him. Superman leaves her in Valley Ho as he runs off. He changes out of his suit and calls George Taylor, telling him that he took a plane to Valley Ho and he has a scoop if Taylor will give him his job back. Taylor quickly agrees. Clark Kent sees Lois Lane, and he chides her for lying to him. That wasn't a nice stunt you pulled on me, but I still like you. Lois responds, who cares? You st- <laughs> so, wow. It's, it's so bad. Lois wow. responds, who cares? The spineless worm. I can hardly bear looking, after, looking at him after having been in the arms of a real He-Man. <laughs> what would you, th- you think of this, this issue? Um, I, I thought that, uh, boy, um, we said last issue that Superman, uh, has some changing to do, uh, boy, between then and now Lois Lane, 
uh, has some changing to do as well. She yes. I, to, to say she softens up to to Clark Kent a little bit is is saying uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, considering they eventually get married and have a child. Uh, well, well, there, there is that. That's uh, you know, that's pretty, pretty substantial softening up. I, I think. Uh, but that's always kind of been. I mean, even it seems like uh, I remember in the John Byrne Byrne. I don't know why I said it that way. I don't. I remember in the John Byrne reboot, she was pretty. You know, she. I think that's when she started calling him Smallville. And yeah, okay, you know, she yeah, was kind of rude to him at first. I remember. Seeing, yeah, yeah, and and I guess it's. I guess people use that as uh, to really bring home how different Clark is from Superman. Yeah. You know, I guess they're just really trying to show that just by putting on those glasses, uh, people think just completely differently of the of the two personas. Yep. And something else that to me is interesting, you know, there is arguments uh, concerning Batman, which is the real person and which is the the suit that is worn. Yeah. A lot of people say, of course, that the Batman is the person and Bruce Wayne is is the suit he wears. Here, I, I don't think there's ever been that question. I think Superman has always been the the being and Clark Kent has always been clothes that he puts on. I don't yeah, think I, I've ever heard that argument for Superman. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would, if... I would argue that maybe uh, Clark Kent, when he's around his parents, is the 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 one true persona. Okay. okay. But he he is he's still very. I mean, he's still that way when he's Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, you know. Whereas Batman, he's playing a character as Batman. He's playing a character as Bruce Wayne. I would say whenever he's just kind of there in the Batcave with with Alfred or, or any, uh, any member of the bat family, that's when he truly is who he, who he, who is. he is. Yeah. But it's, it's only when he's around people that he allows to get close to him that, that he is who he is. Yes. Yes. Say. Bruce Wayne is a, is a very interesting study. Now in the, in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands, he was just Batman or Bruce Wayne. And they were two, characters that he was playing and i don't think he ever became himself because even when he was around others as batman that that you know that he knew he was still i'm batman i know six different ways to break your arm right yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this you know as i was reading that synopsis they referred to the editor by name and i just kind of skimmed through this again real quick i don't remember that name coming up anywhere in this in this issue might be a holdover from where he was named a couple issues ago. And they yeah, just, maybe, maybe, yeah. The, whoever wrote that synopsis just kept it. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember there being a situation where he had to be named in this story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even when Clark calls him at the end, he calls him, you know, and he calls him up to tell him he's got the scoop. He just calls him chief chief. Yeah. But, uh, this was a pretty, I mean, it was pretty straightforward. I don't, this wasn't really all that crazy. The only really crazy moment that stood out to me was, uh, well, the chief himself, the editor is, he, he probably needs to see somebody about some hypertension. He, he seems to be off the rails. He's <laughs> screaming and yelling all the time. Yeah. He, he gets, he's, he's pretty excitable when it comes to, uh, his, his reporters covering stories. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's very he's, serious about it. He, he uh, where's Clark? Where's Kenton? 
Uh, Lois says he isn't he isn't in the office. Well, look for him, Lois, and have him report to me before I lose my mind. <laughs> He's just crazy. And then, of course, when she asks him why didn't he give the assignment to her, his oh. answer is it's too important. This is no job for a girl. Right. You're and I, a girl. That's kind of the first time we've seen that mm-hmm. in these issues, because I remember the the war in San Monte, that that issue, that story. You know, it was kind of a big deal that she was given this, you know, assignment to go report on this war. Granted, it was to give the female perspective, but still. But still, she had to go there. Yeah, he he gives her a job as a war correspondent, but he won't let her go report on a dam. That's, right, no, <laughs> that's I, collapsing. I, yeah, a dam breaking is more serious than a revolution in a, in a foreign country. Yeah. Okay. And then the fact that she tricks Clark, that, that was kind of mean. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. That, see. Well, things were different uh, uh, back 85 years ago. Um, You can see that they're different in that the creative processes of these people in putting things down on paper and then what's on the paper is completely different than what would be on paper nowadays. So you, you have to trace that back, you know, to the creators and not just that, but the audience, the the real world people involved just looked at things in a completely different way than what we do now, which is, is funny to, for me, it's funny to, to, to be face to face with that. I mean, you always think, well, you know, well, things were different for my mom and dad and, you know, whatever. But you don't know. I mean, you, you weren't yeah. there. And no. and particularly now as an adult, as a as a father, I know that yeah, things are probably a lot more similar than I thought they were when I was little. Yeah. You know, but I do have to say 85 years ago, the people thought very differently. And and it's expressed in in the way that the the good guys in the story are treating each other and treating other people the way they're talking, drugging people, kidnapping people, throwing people around. It just it's just it's very different than what you would see. You know, a lot of that either has no place anymore or is strictly reserved to be experienced by the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, to, yep. you know, to, 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 to keep that separate. There's that line. You, you treat the, the good guys this way and you treat the bad guys this way. Well, here there was no line. It was just like the Wild West, just people treating people however. Yep. It's like, wow. Yeah. I'm sitting, and as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this panel where the chief is yelling, you brainless idiot <laughs> to, to Clark. The yep. greatest news story in months on the f- fire? Yeah, on the fire. On the fire. And oh, cooking. And you waste your time at a hospital. It's like, well, chief, I didn't just go, you know, <laughs> but you brainless idiot. And he's yeah. slamming his fist on his desk and I think wow. I think I think HR would have something to say about that. I <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just fires him. Yeah. He's, Report to the cashier, you're fired. Chief Chief Very is just a- gonna Blow an aneurysm if he stays in this position too much longer. He he's he's going to stroke out. He is. He's he needs to be taking some blood pressure medication oh, or something. Man, yeah. And then uh, when he he saves the train, and uh, there's this panel where where he's up on the bridge, and he says, "No time to lose," and he dives down to grab that support. But then when the 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 camera pulls back, and 
there was no need for him to jump down head first. He's the 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 bottom of that ravine or whatever where the support is. I mean, he he could almost reach up and touch the oh, train tracks from down you're there. Right? Okay, I didn't notice that. I'm it's, like, well, yeah, he just you, he could hop up and hit right? the, the bottom of the tracks. <laughs> exactly. I just thought that. I thought that was funny. Okay. I saw that. I went, why? Why is he? Why is he diving? And then, no, and then no of course, perspective issue there, right? And then, and then, of course, once the train is away, he just he just lets right. the which that is the the first time is that the first time we've seen that with a train, I think. But it becomes very tropey for Superman. I mean, how many images have you seen of him holding, supporting, being the track? You know, it's always saving, well, not always, but saving the train starts early and just continues on for years and years and years. Um, I have a question here. Let's see, when was this? Uh, first of all, uh, the, the mention of him running at the speed of light was interesting. It was. I, I meant to write it's, that down, and I didn't. Yeah, that was uh, several pages earlier, page 67 in the, the Golden Age compendium that I'm reading from, uh, which would put it, well, when he was running, basically, there's a, a panel of just text, and yeah, it says, the, with we, the speed of light, he reaches, the, it's like, the speed yeah. of light. Okay. Well, um, I mean that I I'm assuming that establishes the fact that at this point, that's how fast he is. I guess. so. well, I mean, they did say something, um, some time and unfortunately I didn't write it down, but, uh, they made mention that Superman was running so fast. He looked like a blur in one of yeah. the stories. I forget which story that was. So yeah. we're, we're starting to, uh, be more descriptive of his powers, although he still just, uh, runs and leaps. Yep. That, yep. That, that's all he does. Um, on page, uh, the, the page, which at the top starts with the dam breaking. Okay. The one, two, three, fourth panel, the red car there. Mm-hmm. Is she standing outside the car on the running board? Isn't that what it looks like to you? It sure looks like it. Okay. I wondered about because the next one, Superman is flying above the car and there's nobody. And then the next panel, Lois is inside the car driving, which is what she's yeah. been doing. So I'm like, was she, did, were you going to have her jump out of the car? And not only that, but you had her jump out of the car from the passenger side. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So I'm not that whole little car now the panel makes sense in the story but the car and i was like i almost have to wonder because looking at it if it was colored a different way because the figure is so i mean it's literally just like a a a blue rectangle for the dress and then a, a blob of red for the body and then like this black circle for her head I just almost wonder if if it could be because that red blob could be the seat back. You know, is is it a coloring mistake? Did did the oh, the colorist okay. who maybe went back now? You know, ten mm-hmm. years, you know, to, right. five years ago or whatever, and said, I don't know that 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 might be Lois on the outside of that car. I'll I'll go ahead and color it that way. But I mean, were they intending that to be Superman? Hmm, that's a good question. Although he's flying in the next panel, so I mean he's not that. But could there have been some switcheroo of the panels, and he was yeah. flying, and then he landed on the uh, on the running board? Although it's, it's, it's still, if he's yeah. going to rescue her, he's on the wrong side of the car. I right. Mean, yeah, I, I just don't. 
That's yeah. That's a really weird panel. That's I, I don't get where you have drawn a panel like that. Um, yeah, how it fits in. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense because that surely does look like she's standing on the running board of the taxi cab, which the guy just gives her. Can you take me out to the dam here? Take the taxi. I'm leaving this town. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, that's kind of funny. So I will. I will say though, overall, as far as the story goes, with in my mind, this being the oddest thing in the story, I, I think that's do, doing us pretty good after what, yeah. five five stories so far. So yeah, yeah, and it's and it's really hard to you know you, these stories that are basically Superman against nature. Um, I've never found them all that captivating. Right. You know, it's like all right. So he he doesn't. I mean, he can't stop the flood. He can't stop the the dam from bursting. You know, he does topple a mountain in front of it that that's fairly impressive that's but, impressive yeah you know i'm i'm looking forward to when he starts actually because he's he's yet to encounter a super criminal when when it when i i'm really interested to find out when when we get to that point if that really even happens you know i, I got to assume that at the most in a golden age superman story he's going to fight a giant robot or some aliens or something Right, some sciencey kind of thing, yeah. or yeah, an alien, or yeah, before there's really the true supervillains that we have yeah. come to know. Because what the first issue, what did he go up against there? It was the the he just went to get the guy at, in in Washington D.C. who was the corrupt politician, <laughs> right? And then the the second episode, the second issue, he goes to that war and he's he's throwing people like javelins, and, uh, right? Yeah, and uh, the mine disaster was the third issue. Yeah, yeah, and another, you know, Superman against nature. Well, but really, he was Superman against uh, corporate America. Right, yeah. To, to a yeah. certain extent. And then uh, Superman against a crooked football coach. <laughs> and now it's Superman against a, a, a flood. So, you know, they're not, they're fun, but they're not all that exciting just yet. And, and not really all that deep. No, either. not at all. Um. These very, are right on the surface. Very surfacey. Very, uh, again, m- movement, action, kind of. You know, certainly character development. I don't. I don't even think those words really exist in no. the lexicon of these creators yet. No. Um, so yeah, everything we've seen is is very much. Superman here, then he goes there, and then Clark is here, and then they go there, and Lewis, and you know, it's it's. Very yeah. frenetic, very kinetic, very, you know, a lot of movement-y kind of uh, uh, both in the storytelling and also in the artwork, which I've always appreciated um, the, the golden age artwork. And I, I know yeah. I've said this, um, a lot of movement, less posing for the yep. panel, you yep. know, probably the, look, point, you know, yeah, not as so, much of that. So much so that many of these panels in which he's jumping look like he's flying. And mm-hmm. for those of us who grew up with a Superman that could fly, it's really hard to realize, oh no, he's not flying. He's just jumping, jumping. in this panel. Um, for example, the one where he dives into the ravine to to stop the bridge from collapsing. It's like, he's flying down there. No, he's just jumping. To, he's diving headfirst into the ravine, you know? And it's uh yeah, and the, when he's over top the the taxi, it looks like he's he's floating up there. He's flying, right. but he's just he's just jumping. And um, I've made mention of doing a um, 
Dr. Fate Golden Age show mm -hmm. a while back. And let's see if I can do this here. Okay. Go this way. Um, Dr. Fate now, whenever you see him, flies. Well, in those issues, he could fly too, but he flew like this. <laughs> And, and there was always the running motion yeah. while he was flying. And I always made note of that, that That's they weird. can't have him so he's like lay just, out some way. Like he's running, but it's in it's in the air. And yeah. so he's he's floating the in the air. And his, him with his, his legs, legs like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like. That's crazy. Why is he always, why can't he? T if, if that's all it takes, then why doesn't he just stand up straight and just fly? Yeah. And, you know, it's, but, remembering him from the, uh, you know, the Keith Giffen Justice League books, I feel like there were a number of panels of him flying that he was almost, he, he was more, he wasn't, you know, flat. Right. He was kind of angled and it almost, it almost was just his helmet and the, the cape flowing behind him as mm -hmm. he, as, as he floated across the, the panel. I always like that, but yeah. Uh, Superman, um, is this, is it? Yeah. Lois, that wasn't a nice stunt you pulled on me, but I still like you. Oh. So that that has to be um, like we said, Clark is the is the mask. So if, if that's the case, then that is a genius line for Clark to say, because it makes him look like uh, uh, just a weak little puppy. Yes. And it's you know that that's not Clark. I mean, that's Clark, but that's Superman being Clark. Right. right? Superman right. knows that if Clark says this, he's going to look pathetic. And that's why he said it. And I yeah, think that's he. he he puts all of his energy into not remotely doing anything that that he would normally do as yep. Superman. It, yep. it, you know, so it's like uh, he he says things or lets things happen or removes himself from situations or you know, and it's like so much so that I, even people who don't have powers would would not be as um, un. I don't know what the the, the nice word for it is, but what wouldn't they would be more forceful than he is as Clark. Yep. yep. Particularly when you see things going on, you yeah. know, that, that aren't right. And, and somebody talking badly or somebody uh, acting badly or something, you know, there would just be a point where you would just step in and you'd be like, look that, you know, that, that don't to this person or leave that person or something, but no, he shrinks. Yep. Everything he does is shrinking away from the situation to to not remotely make it appear that yep. he is doing the same kind of thing Superman would do. And that's that's something that has always appealed to me about the character of Superman, because what what that means is, is that he is so committed to uh, helping people and saving the day and helping the oppressed and, and all that. That he is willing in his civilian identity to look like a complete, useless, weak-minded coward. That that's not important to him. Right. You know, he's right. willing yeah. to do that so that he can still be Superman and do what he needs to do to help people. So that's, you know, to me, even though I I don't I don't know if if Jerry Siegel is really being that subtle at this point. Mm. But to me, that's that's how it reads, is that uh that's the kind of that's the kind of person that Superman is. the the true The true man there is that he's he's willing to look like a, a foolish coward, right. Uh, right? Knowing that in the end, that means he gets to he gets to save people and help. Right. He's he's willing to have people think one thing, yep, so that it allows him to do something else. Yeah, 
Maybe, and, maybe that's, you know, now that, now that is getting kind of deep. Yeah. Now, you know, now that's a, a, a bit of uh, character development if that's what they're intending to do, if that's what they're yeah. trying to do. Could be that's our perception. And e- mm-hmm. even that, if, if, if that's our perception, then that's the reality of what's going on in the book yeah. because that's what exactly. we're getting from it. Um, is that what they intended? I, I don't know at this point, at, you know. And now looking at that last page, the top row of panels where Lois uh, wants to kiss Superman and, oh, I could just, I could kiss you. And as a matter of fact, I will. And he's like, lady, please. But then they obviously kiss because he goes, wow, wow what a what kiss. A kiss. Yeah. And then enough of that. I've got to get back. I've got to get you back to safety where I'll be safe from you. <laughs> That's just funny. And then I have to assume, did this, this I think this may have come up in a, in a previous issue uh, that we talked about in one of the other episodes, but when she says, who cares? And then the whole spineless worm part is all in parentheses. That is her inner dialogue, dialogue right. her yeah. inner dialogue in her head. You know, they didn't, I guess they didn't do thought balloons. That or, or she's, you know, she's saying that under her breath. Or right. So, yeah. It, it's definitely not an outward expression wherever it's occurring yeah yeah. and i and i i compare that to action comics uh number one when he and lois go out on the date and the big thug comes over and is is hitting on her and and she slaps him and clark goes lois don't but then he says good for you lois Mm -hmm. but then that word balloon is is dotted right so it's like does that represent a whisper and then this represents thoughts or, or do they even think of that? Are they, are they thinking about that at this point? You know? Right. So uh, in a, uh, you know, maybe in, in a novel, the, the parentheses would have been the inner dialogue. I keep saying dialogue. The <laughs> inner dialogue. Inner dialogue. Yeah. And so um, maybe that's where that comes from, but. Could be. I think nowadays they just do it in italics, but. Right. Yeah. They, they change the, uh, they change the uh, edges of the balloon. Yeah. And that yep. way you just know one is one and right. one is the other. So yeah, that'll be it's another interesting thing to look for, you know. When do when do thought balloons pop up and mm-hmm. and stuff like that? But uh yeah, anything else you want to say about this particular story? I don't think in so. The fictional town of Valley Ho. As as I sit here, I think I have said everything that I have thought to said to say. Do you think they use the uh, the name Valley Ho as a call to Tally Ho? I why, why in this story though would Tally Ho? I mean, is that is that like a, a joke of some sort? I, I'm not no. sure why it would be Tally Ho. It's just that's what some action stars would would say in in movies back then. Well, could be. I mean, Tally Ho. They wanted to name it something snappy, and they're like, yeah. "Well, name it Tally." Okay, I will. Valley Ho. That's the first thing I thought of when I when I said mm-hmm. Valley Ho. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. So if that's all we got, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, you can do that at the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. And if you want to help the show in any way, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or just generally tell everybody you meet. Every single person. If you're if you're shopping tomorrow, if you're in one of those downtown shopping districts. And you're out on the sidewalk and there's people all over just say, hey, have you listened to the Superman Super Show? You should do it because it's great. And uh, hopefully people will listen to you. Uh, if, but 
you know, if you do that, that makes you a, that makes you a good person. Yes. Uh, so, but until next week, my name is Steve, and I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye. And here's Ed to say goodbye. Goodbye. And that sounded like AOL. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Your mail has been deleted. You have mail. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.